0: What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Market Marauder Show. Being the market one trade at a time. I hope everybody's having a great week out there, uh, able to lock in some profits in this volatile market. Uh, so, last week was a pretty important week. Uh, there are a lot of Uh, discussion on the direction of the economy in general. So we're going to be giving a recap um, in this episode talking about gas prices as well as the FOMC meeting uh, recap that happened last week. So let's jump into it. So the Federal Reserve uh, released a press release. Uh, It also came with a talk from uh, Chair Jerome Powell, just outlining some of the things uh, that were going to be happening in the economy and their projection uh, moving forward. Uh, So it says indicators of economic activity and employment have continued to strengthen. Uh, Job gains have been strong in recent months and the unemployment rate has declined substantially. Inflation remains elevated, reflecting supply and demand imbalances related to the pandemic, higher energy prices and broader price pressures. Um, And so. Basically, they're saying that the economy is is going um, as scheduled, um, but we do know inflation is something that a lot of consumers are still facing uh, all over the world, Um, not just in the U.S., but the U.S. uh, mainly is experiencing a lot of inflation. There are a lot of different factors that are causing this inflation. Um, And then this is also the first time that the Fed has actually uh, given statements based on what's going on with the Russia-Ukraine situation. Uh, so they said the invasion of Ukraine by Russia is causing tremendous human and economic hardship. Uh, the impact of the for the U.S. economy are highly uncertain. But in the near term, the invasion and related events are likely to create additional upward pressure on inflation and weigh on economic activity. So uh, this is basically saying that the Fed is going to uh, monitor the situation, uh, but you have seen uh, once the situation really started and started to ramp up between Ukraine and Russia, that is right when gas prices started to uh, go up. Um, I think in the local area that I'm at, um, it went all the way up to like $4.09 per gallon uh, for unleaded. Uh, now, if you do diesel or if you're doing um, you know premium gas, it may be a lot higher. I know in other states like California, I've seen pictures of it be as high as around $7.00 Uh, per gallon. So depending on where you're at, um, the prices would have been a lot higher, uh, but there are a lot of macroeconomic uh, pressures that are helping to push these gas prices um, even higher. So the committee seeks to achieve maximum employment and inflation uh, at a rate of 2% over the long run. With appropriate uh, firming in the stance of monetary policy, the committee expects inflation to return to its 2% uh, objective Uh, and the labor market to remain strong so basically they're saying um, they're going to expect the inflation uh, to continue but they're going to be raising interest rates to two percent which is a lot higher than where it currently is at Um, and so I think that will help the economy in the short term but in the long term don't really know uh, what the long-term lasting effects would be of them raising interest rates. Um, Interest rates basically um, are going to be you know If you're buying a new car, that's going to determine uh, the interest rates. If you're buying a new house, that's going to determine interest rates. Um, And so those are the things that I can think of that are directly affected by this 2% increase in interest rates. Uh, But it is something that a lot of people have been looking forward to because they're trying to counterbalance um, all the things that are going on with uh, trying to get the economy back on track after uh, the addition of the money coming in from the stimuluses that came out during the pandemic so when all that money was fueled into the economy the economy was booming it was a nice bull market um and so now that that money has kind of died out um there are a lot of people who you know may have lost their job there are people who have also uh switched jobs gotten different positions uh but overall there have been a lot of changes that have gone on the economy has gone through a lot of different fluctuations in that time as well we also have this ukraine russian uh situation that's going on uh overseas that is something to also put into consideration. Uh, But overall, inflation has still uh, continued to go up while interest rates were down. So interest rates, I think, is kind of the first wave of something that kind of basically put a band-aid on the economy uh, to try to help gear it in the right direction. Now, some people said that they should have raised interest rates a long time ago, that this is kind of too late, and going up 2% is not really going to help, especially considering inflation is more at like 17% opposed to the 7.5% that has been reported. And so these are things to also look at. This also affects um, you yourself if you're investing. Uh, There may be plays out there you may look at in the oil and gas sector, and there are also plays that you may look at in different sectors. Overall, uh, the economy is going strong, but the market seems to be going down a little bit of a bearish downward trend uh, in this previous week and this week that we're currently in. Hopefully, they'll bounce back uh, now that the Fed has made their statement, and it's allowed time for the market to react uh, to what's going on. And so they also made a statement uh, saying effective March 17, 2022, the Federal Open Market Committee directs the desk to undertake open market operations as necessary to maintain the federal funds rate in the target range of one-fourth to one-half percent, uh, conduct overnight repurchase agreement operations with a minimum bid rate of 0.5 percent, and with an aggregate operation limit of $500 billion. The aggregate operation limit can be temporarily increased at a discretion of the chair. Uh, so conduct overnight reserve repurchase agreement operations at an offering rate of 0.3% uh, and with a per uh, counterparty limit of $160 billion per day, uh, the per counterparty limit can be temporarily increased at the decision of the chair. And so these are things that they're going to do to help kind of rebalance the economy uh, and get it back moving forward. But ultimately, um, this statement that was made was just kind of an indicator of where the economy is or where the Fed believes the economy is. Some people think there's a disconnect from where the Fed thinks the economy is and where it currently is. uh, But ultimately, that's up to you to decide where the economy is. Uh, I know I've personally seen, um, you know, both sides of it. There have been... Different places that I've gone, gone. there have been a lot of older people that have begun to join the workforce. Um, Not saying that there's no retirement out there, but maybe they're using it uh, to subsidize their income with all this inflation and things going on. uh, Maybe the amount of money that they had to live on with inflation going up, that affects them as well. So I think when people think of inflation um, being something that just affects people who um, are kind of younger, like the millennial generation, um, as you know, people who are affected by it, it also affects those who are going into retirement age. Uh, the amount of money that they have to retire on may not be the amount of money that they originally uh, were going to be using or Given the certain circumstances, it may not have been the amount that they currently have um, been using for their current lifestyle. So these are also things that... um You start to see more older people go back into the workforce. You start to see more people pick up second jobs. You start to see the rise of things like DoorDash, Uber, Instacart. Um, The gig economy has grown significantly because of this as well, where people can try to make money on the side in addition to the income that they already have. I think this is going to be a trend that's going to continue to grow uh, in 2022 and still going into 2023 um, as the Fed tries to really balance some of the books to get the economy back on track. So next on here, we are talk about gas prices. Like I said earlier, gas prices are definitely um, starting to go up very high, but there's a very interesting study um, that was done talking about gas prices and how they uh, compare to people's actual income. Uh, so, high gasoline prices are impacting American drivers, uh, but low-income households bear the brunt of it. Uh, that's because low earners funnel a bigger share of their budgets to transportation costs and other staples like food and energy rel- relative to wealthier households. U.S. gas prices had jumped to $4.32 a gallon on average as of March 14th and up then a dollar a gallon from the beginning of 2022. This is according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Uh, The war in Ukraine has led to already high oil prices and spikes, trickling down to consumers at the pump through prices. Uh, Though prices have fallen a bit, they are still relatively high. Uh, So federal data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics bear out a pattern. In 2019, Americans spent 3.3% of their budgets, almost $2,100 on gasoline, motor oil, uh, or other fuels on average. Uh, Gasoline accounts for more than 90% of this category, Uh, but those with $30,000 to $40,000 of annual pre-tax income spent a larger portion, 4.1% of their budget at the pump on average, which is about $1,700 total. Gasoline spending... Uh, as a share of annual expenses skews downward as income grows. And this is according to the data. So on average, uh, like I said earlier, 3.3% of people's income is spent on gas. So it's about $2,094 on average. But it definitely is not, uh, you know, equal uh, pay. So if you make on average between 30000 to 39000 you spent about $1,699 on gas, which is about 4.1% of your annual um, income. And so that's a lot of money uh, to spend just on gasoline, but if you go down, the numbers actually go less. So if you make about $150,000 to $199,000 uh, a year, uh, 31 uh, or $3,181 is about how much you spent on average uh, per year for gas, which is only about 2.9% of your income and if you have a net worth of two hundred thousand or more then you spend about three thousand two hundred and eighty three dollars which is only about two percent of your income so even the numbers go up as far as the amount of gas is concerned and how much you spend the percentage according to the amount of money that you have or your income goes down so The reason that this statistic, to me, is very alarming is because 75% of Americans make between uh, $35,000 a year to $45,000 a year. So that's something to look at because those are the two highest categories. So the people who make the average income spend the most amount of money on gas, which is the 4.1% and the 3.9%. And so that's definitely alarming. Um you know considering people go to work people need to go to work they um you know have their cars majority of the people that i've seen who have those incomes that are between $35,000 to $45,000 a year do not have electric vehicles uh that they drive around uh but they have vehicles that take gasoline so i think this statistic is still relevant um you know going on um in today's economy so i thought that was something interesting to look at just the data on how gas prices affect um, you know average everyday workers um, in the workforce because like I said again even if your commute is not across town or you're not traveling far to work there's still a large portion of your income 4.1% that is going towards gas annually or 3.9% that's going towards uh, gas annually which is a large amount Um, especially considering with gas prices going up I think this number is going to go up as far as the ratio is concerned. Earn So now it's at 4.1%. But if gas prices continue to go up, it may be more like 4.5% or even 5% of your annual income, which is a large portion in total, because this is the pre taxed amount income. So this is before taxes come out, how much you'll be spending on gasoline alone, irregardless of your bills that you currently have. Um, and so I think it's a very interesting t- statistic to look at, um, just kind of puts things into p- perspective. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of people out there that want to get into investing. Uh, but looking at the numbers, that's something to also consider as well. What percentage is going towards uh, your groceries? What percentage is going towards gasoline? What percentage is going towards, um, you know, once... Uh, what percent is going towards, um, you know, the needs, necessities like rent, mortgage, uh, you know, healthcare, care, children, uh, things of that nature, and then just write all those numbers down and then see what you'll have left to invest. There will be some amount left to invest, um, but make sure you guys go look at that um, because knowing where the numbers go is very imperative in order to start investing and start uh, growing your wealth and your family's wealth. So hopefully this episode helped you all out uh just to show you what's going on in the current economy uh there will be another foc meeting Uh, that's going to be coming up. Uh, this one that was currently had was, the March 15th through 16th one. Uh, the other one that's going to be had, uh, it's going to be June 15th, June 14th through 15th. And that one, they're going to make an actual statement. There's also going to be another FOMC meeting that's going to be May 3rd through 4th, but there's not going to be a public press conference for it. Uh, but the June 14th through 15th one, there will be another press conference for that one, which will be another good information, um for how the direction and how the 2% increase on uh, interest rates or 2% increase um, actually helped the economy. Um, And so that's something to look at uh, moving forward uh, in the economy, but definitely a lot of things going on. I think it's still a great time to invest um, in general. Uh, to, you know, grow your income, a great place to park some money if you have some extra money on the side. Investing, I think, is a very life-changing thing. Whether you're doing crypto or you're doing stocks, I think learning about investing in general can definitely help uh, your family's financial future. So, good luck to everybody trading, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.